0: Welcome, Dr. James back at Sports Card Insights. This is a, a special episode. I actually had an episode for today, and it was uh, ready to go. And then I got an email from uh, Rich Klein, followed by another email from a, a friend of mine that was a former sports agent, passing on this news about Major League Baseball and the Players Association ending tops licensing deal in favor of uh, Fanatics. Fanatics is a, an amazing success story, but Tops has a, a lot of history in the hobby, and uh, the sentimental part of me is sad about that, but money talks. Digesting this, I think this is worthy of bumping the episode that I had for tomorrow. Actually, I had just gotten off the, the Zoom call with Nat Turner. I have an interview with uh, Nat Turner that will release next week, And one of his questions to me in the dueling questions was about the uh, single licensee per sport and what I might do about that or how I felt about that. And uh, I gave what now looks like an ancient answer because I think we're going to have a new day coming in a few years. And the repercussions we felt probably sooner rather than later. I am in favor of multiple licensees per sport, but the leagues, I guess, just name a price. And Fanatics apparently was willing to pay the price. And perhaps Topps wasn't willing, or perhaps maybe Topps, sometimes the incumbent, does not believe that they would get supplanted, that somebody really would pay 50% more or 100% more, or one of the press releases talked about... 10 times as much because they're not just licensing fanatics, they're entering into a joint venture. and What that means is there'd be participation in the uh, mutual profits. The good thing about that is that's an agreement that aligns the uh, the parties to be successful. They'll want to work together because they'll share in the profits or uh, at least in the revenue share any anyway, rate, so Nat, I'm sorry, I didn't know this. I could have given a better answer. And so when y'all hear the episode next week, you'll just take that with a grain of salt. And thank you, Rich, for cluing me in and my other friend. The deal, if Tops is out in 2025 and, and Fanatics is in, Fanatics is an $18 billion company. And so they're quite a bit bigger than Topps. It'd be natural for them to look into getting into this category. It fits in well with what they're doing. There also is an impact on Panini because it looks like uh, Panini may be on the outs as well. In that Fanatics, they would have the rights in 2025 to do fully licensed cards where tops would be out. That's when they would start. But in 2023, they would be able to do cards licensed by the Players Association. And that would be uh, in conflict with Panini. And so perhaps Panini's license runs out about then. As well. First, thanks sponsors, Tops, Panini, and Upper Deck. Tops, especially. I, I feel for you. I hope there's a way to rebound or to react or to come up with other income streams. But this sounds like negative news for Tops and maybe negative news for Panini. I've got friends at Tops and Panini and even Upper Deck. It uh, changes the landscape. And Fanatics is a big player. I hope they'll do an excellent job, but still, I'm, I'm purist. I'm loyal to a fault, I would say. But thanks sponsors, Tops, Canadian Upper Deck, the card companies who have to be reeling at this news, all of them, not just Tops, but also Huggins and Scott, Heritage Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Card, Burbank Sports Cards, CompSea.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. This doesn't have to be bad for hobbyists. But again, like I said, I'm a purist. I'm still in a little bit of a shock here. It calls into question Topps' SPAC deal where they were valued at $1.3 billion. If they don't have a baseball license, I think you could take a chunk out of that. I have some friends that have, I have been involved or know pretty closely with some close friends who've been CEOs or uh, very involved with SPACs is that it's not a done deal. In fact, once the company that they're going to invest in is identified, they track with it. And then there's a point at which the people that have put the money in for the SPAC have a chance to say go or no go. And uh, to me, the, the top steel could, again, I'm, I'm just coming out of a just a knee-jerk reaction here, so I don't have any facts other than what I've read and what I'm deducing, but to me it puts the SPAC deal with Tops in uh, jeopardy. It also calls into question the rumors I've heard about A-Rod leading a SPAC that would uh, acquire Panini for $3 billion. Why would you acquire Panini for $3 billion if they don't have a, a basketball or a football license or if they've lost their Baseball Players Association license? Those are significant parts of their business. So Fanatics, as an $18 billion company, would they be like A-Rod? Would they want to pay $3 billion to buy Panini, or would they want to pay the leagues $10, $20, $30 million for the license? It it, it looks like they're going to buy their way into the category. They have the infrastructure, the distribution, and it's going to be volcanic with our industry. One silver lining is it looks like the Players Association and the Major League Baseball have, have gotten together and are actually cooperating. That's a silver lining and that so many years they were at enmity. One of the worst things that ever happened in our company was when Major League Baseball and the Players Association were not able to come to agreement, and we had a baseball strike or a layoff or a work stoppage, a walkout, whatever, and uh, that really hurt the hobby. There's no mention here of NFTs, but uh, whether NFTs are included in this or not, I feel like Topps's effort within the NFT space was underwhelming at best. Again, it's a nascent category with a lot of potential, a lot of profit potential. I don't know to what extent Fanatics is acquiring the digital rights as well, but even if they do, again, they are in a partnership with baseball and Baseball Player Association with profit sharing, and that's much more aligned than a licensee who is trying to make as much as they can. When uh, If Fanatics makes a lot of money, then the more they make, the more the players and the leagues and the teams make. So it, it has repercussions for other sports. If this model works in baseball, you can bet football and basketball are considering these kind of things as well. And absolutely, that impacts Panini and Upper Deck with hockey. Again, if you, you take, if you rent a, a retail store in a mall, you pay rent, but you also pay a percentage of sales on what you do in the mall there. And, and those are favorable for the landlord. This is a similar kind of deal. They're going to get a royalty, plus they're going to get an override based on the uh, profitability. Another problem I see, I, I again, I'm very concerned about this, is that tops may have as many as five years, four years or five years of being a lame duck. And that is very awkward. And I'm uh, hoping, and I don't know if there are constraints that would keep them from in any way messing up the category or overproducing or trying to make as much as they can uh, while they can. I hope their safeguards in place for that, but very awkward to be a lame duck for four years. Again, if they're the primary licensee for baseball, And and even Panini, it may be their relationship with the Players Association seems to be in jeopardy as well. Now, what would happen to the value of previous cards? I know from experience that there are many defunct card companies or companies that no longer have a license in the sport, and sometimes their stuff doesn't sell very well. But like Fleer, the Fleer basketball cards, Fleer has been out of the category for 15 years and been bankrupt as a company, and their brands have been taken over, but their products from the late 90s sell uh, fantastically. So again, it doesn't have to be a death sentence for previously issued cards, but it means people are going to really be trying to figure out what's going on in the next few years. Like I said, I feel sorry for Topps. They're not commenting on this, but I'm hard-pressed to see how it's good news for them. I'm a purist. I just reiterate that. In fact, even in the press release, they're talking about they're ending an 80-year relationship. That's a typo, or I don't even know why they would exaggerate that. But Topps you have Topps Project 70. You know, the, Topps hasn't been a licensee for 80 years for baseball. It's 70 years. They've made great fanfare that that uh, 51 is the, the year they're talking about. And so even in 2025 or 2026, 20, it would be at best 75 years. So even to say that it's an 80-year relationship, that doesn't make sense to me. It makes me think that uh, somebody's not really paying attention. They just want to get this deal. You know, many times it's high stakes poker where there's negotiations toward the end and they say, Tops, if you don't up your ante, we're going to go with Fanatics or we're going to go with this other group that's made an offer. And uh, Tops, I hope Tops wasn't complacent to say, you, you'd never pull the plug on us. We are baseball cards. We are sports cards. and To many in our industry, and, and to me personally, that was my first card that I ever got. And yet, if they weren't willing to match Fanatic's offer, I'm guessing they had a chance to do that, uh, perhaps, and didn't. And that that's the end of that. And again, that wouldn't just be tops. It would be the Mudrick, the new group that's looking to come in there, and they must have huddled up and figured out, well, we're not going to do this. Surely, Major League Baseball would not want to lose the uh, brand equity and identity of, of TOPS being synonymous with uh, sports cards, but especially baseball cards. Again, if this is just my first take. I'm hours into this. Ancillary to this is uh, Commissioner Manfred's comments that uh, seem to be very optimistic about the uh, coming together of the leagues and the Players Association with a new CBA, but why not? When you look back, one of the things that the Players Association used sports card revenue for, and, and the other sports as well, was to fund a strike fund. That if they were going to stop work and weren't going to get paid, they were banking uh, a lot of royalties from the uh, card royalties. So... Again, this is a silver lining, but it's still sad to me because it seems to be at TOPS expense. Again, a lot of friends at Topps, a lot of friends at Panini, a lot of friends at Upper Deck. It makes me nervous. I don't like, change. nobody likes change except for the person that gets the benefit of the change. So we'll see. I'll kind of try to keep tracking on this. And like I said, my episode with Nat that I really enjoyed our interaction there, I think neither one of us knew about this and it's going to change the landscape. So thanks everybody. Hang in there. Even though there's change, the hobby will adapt and I will uh, try to give you uh, helpful information as best I can, and I'll see you again tomorrow. Thanks.